Good afternoon. Happy Friday, everyone. Thank you for joining us here on the BetUS NBA show. Alex Christensen, Chris Farley, K Constable here with you today. Gentlemen, I don't know how you felt yesterday watching the Celtics game, keeping track of it, whatever you were doing, but my emotions were all over the place. Oh, yeah. Chris, how'd you feel? As, as were mine, I have a stat for you here. I'm not sure if you know this, Kate, but the Knicks overcame a 25-point deficit, uh, which is the franchise's largest comeback victory since March 2004. So that's what happens when we bet on the Celtics, right? We, we, I mean, I felt great for three quarters. Uh, and actually, I felt really bad because uh, a military buddy of mine who may be watching, I told him to take that bet. It was like the first bet of his life. And so that happens. So that's just not a good, it's not a good start. Not a good but, taste. Yeah. So it feels like the Celtics should have won that game, but that's what the Celtics do. I'm not, I'm not sure. It's like in their DNA to blow games. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, two games in a row where they, well, they had this one in the bag, you would have thought, against the Knicks. Against the uh, Spurs the night before, missed the layup. It's, things aren't going well in Boston right now. And, yeah, I, first half, I was thinking, you know what, Kate, you're a genius. Yeah. You had them by three. You know, they're going to win by 20. You're just you're crushing it, right? Well, my confidence tanked pretty quick, and we're back to square one. So, Alex, how was your night? I hope it was a little bit better. Pretty smooth. My only bet was the Pelicans plus three. That moved down a little bit, but it didn't really matter what number you had. The Warriors, everybody kind of out. Really thin roster, brutal schedule spot for them. But I will say, Knicks, Celtics, I mean, that just reeks of Atlantic Division basketball. I know that's something we don't talk about in the NBA a lot. You hear about that in football, NFC East football, and AFC North football. But Atlantic Division basketball, when you get the Sixers, the Knicks, the Celtics together, the Nets every once in a while— the Raptors, you get these ugly low games with weird comebacks and stuff. I don't know what it is. It's it's something in the water up here. Who knows? Yeah, um, I'm quickly trying to look this up. This was the Knicks' first uh, buzzer beater victory since, I want to say 2014. Does that sound right? I have no idea. Well, it's been a long time. So, yeah, that's what you get with um, some of this, some of those teams. Whatever. I'm over the game. <laughs> it kind of it broke your brain a little. It's okay. Take a minute. It's it. It really did. It's Friday. All right. Um, we're going to kick things off today. A very large slate. We have a couple good games that we're going to talk about. But let's check in on our overall record to start. Yesterday was not was not good for us. Not only with the Celtics, but we went uh, five and one and five. Sorry, five and one would have been great. We went one and five yesterday. But still, overall, 191, 171, and three. Can't complain about that record at all. So we'll kick things off today talking about the uh, San Antonio Spurs and the 76ers. The Spurs are in Philly tonight. Sixers are a seven and a half point favorite. Total here is 217 and a half. The Spurs are on a lengthy road trip right now, but they're without um, a lot of players. Derek White, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Thaddeus Young, Doug McDermott. All in health and safety protocol. So their roster is a little shot tonight. Alex, that being said, can the uh, 76ers, can they cover a seven and a half point spread tonight? I sure think so and sure hope so. I mean, I always kind of make the joke that whenever I pick the Sixers, there's always some sort of rest-related shenanigans. Of course, if there was ever a chance for Chris to get me back with a late injury announcement, now would be the time. 
Maybe not. Looks like everything's how, okay. How, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. The Sixers, everybody in, like you said, Kate, I mean, the Spurs missing over half of their starting five, a bunch of their bench guys. The Sixers, one of the few teams in the league with, you know, just about everybody. Uh, Danny Green, questionable, and a few other guys, Tyrese Maxey out. But overall, they have all the important pieces here. Should be a great night for Joel Embiid. Could be a good bounce back spot here for Tobias Harris, who's been really struggling. I think the Spurs will not really have again we know they're not gonna have a full roster so i'm curious to see how much of an effort we get this is a spot historically where popovich will slow down minutes play a lot of backup guys who don't get minutes and get out of here as quickly as possible i have the sixers almost double digit favorites tweak some things i get it up to almost 11 pretty quickly here so solid effort from the sixers tonight looks like everybody's playing happy to lay the points Joel Embiid's been fantastic lately, scoring 33.7 points per game over the last six games. He's shooting 54.5% from the field, 48% from three. Not bad. So, I mean, here you say they're double-digit favorites on, on your numbers if you tweak a couple things. I mean, that kind of makes sense when they're going against this Spurs roster that's pretty depleted. Chris, any thoughts on your side on this game? No, not really. I mean, I did that thing where I, you know, hovered my finger uh, over the 76ers this morning. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the right side. Why am I not taking this? But it's just one of those things where I don't quite trust the 76ers just yet, right? That's that Atlantic division again. Uh, although they are doing what they're supposed to do. They've won, I think, five games in a row now. Uh, you know, they are playing better on defense. Surprisingly, they're still in the bottom half of the NBA in defensive efficiency, but that's climbing up. They are They are top 10 in points allowed. Um, it's just a trust thing with me and the Sixers at this point because they they have had many of these spots and then they blow it and they don't cover. Uh, but yeah, the Spurs are all banged up. Uh, I might look at the under in this game too because the 76ers defense is improving because the Spurs are so depleted right now. Maybe they don't, just don't have the offensive firepower, right? We've seen that a lot of games recently where the, the team that is depleted scores like 88 points. So I might, I might look at the under in this one. I think that Alex is definitely on the right side, but just no play for me just yet. I, I hope I can trust the Sixers soon, but they've just proved me otherwise quite a few times like those Celtics. I would like to trust the Sixers too, but the last time the Spurs were a seven and a half point underdog, Alex, they won outright, happened on Wednesday, beat the Celtics, but I, I like your pick here, Alex. You're definitely on the right side. So Alex has taken the Spurs 76ers, not the Spurs, minus seven and a half tonight. I'm ready for the pain. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, speaking of teams that are very depleted, the Utah Jazz are playing the Raptors tonight in Toronto. This game opened at Jazz, minus three and a half. And then Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, Bon Bogdanovich, all ruled out. And this number completely flipped. Raptors are now an 11 and a half point favorite. Rudy Gobert has also been out the last two days for uh, the Jazz as well. So, Chris, is there any way to look here other than the Raptors? Yeah, I really don't think so, right? The line kind of tells you everything. And, and, and if I made one mistake this year in my NBA betting, I think it's just that when I see these giant red flags, uh, sometimes I still go with the other side because I trust my numbers more. But you have to be able to adjust to things like this. And, that, you know, the, the Jazz starting five basically is not going to play in this game. And the Raptors, for what it's worth, uh, the Raptors, I said this on a previous show, I think they're a very underrated team, maybe now coming into the limelight a little bit more. But I really like what they're doing with their rotation now that they're all healthy. I mean, you just have a bunch of guys who are 6'8", long arms. Uh, they can move really well. The passing is fluid. The pick and rolls are fluid. They're playing good defense. I love their guard play with Van Fleet and uh, Gary Trent Jr. They've really stepped up well. 
So, you know, and it, it only makes it worse that the Raptors are, are at home with that no crowd, right? It's kind of like that ice cold feel uh, and they and they've been taking advantage of it. I believe it or not. I just don't think that the Utah Jazz, this version of them is going to be able to keep up with the Raptors tonight. They've been super efficient uh, since when, you know, you're never going to see this line again, obviously, on a Jazz game, right? Because they're never going to be this injured. But the line says it all. Uh, I think the only side to consider here is the Raptors. I was thinking initially of of an over because a lot of their games have gone over with how good their offense has been. But again, with how hurt the Utah Jazz are, I, can, I can't really play on either side of the total. But I, I expect a cruising win here for the Toronto Raptors. Alex, with all the injuries that the uh, Jazz have, would you agree with Chris's uh, analysis? Yeah, I generally don't like big numbers, but I was happy to make this bet earlier today. The Jazz, you know, again, just like you guys have said, are playing with hardly anybody. Looks like Hassan Whiteside and Jordan Clarkson at least did go through shoot-around, so it won't be a totally uncompetitive game. You know, I think there'll be a lot of points tonight. Um, Thought actually about a Raptors team total over here. I think there's going to be some really fascinating opportunities here for the next week or so before the market kind of catches up with some of these Toronto games. They've been scoring a ton of points at home, again, with no fans seeing how much easier it is for these guys to shoot. And then when they go on the road, they, they've struggled a little bit. Yes, they beat the Bucks, but that game was not as smooth smooth as it should have been. So something to watch. And then, you know, as teams are going in and out of Canada, some of the restrictions there are a little tougher. So I think teams are, you know, we've seen the Jazz, they're a little more selective. They just left a bunch of guys home, honestly. They don't, if you end up getting a positive test, I believe you have to quarantine there for two weeks. So a couple patterns here to look for when Toronto's at home versus road. I think this is just a really advantage spot for them specifically. And tonight, you know, the Jazz, again, kind of have nothing here. So um, happy to be- put up a big number with the Raptors team that is finally starting to put it together. I really hate hearing both of you talk about the total and a lot of points because I went back and forth. Honestly, three or four times I typed out in our spreadsheet, Raptors team total over. Jazz team total under. No, Raptors, Jazz, blah, blah, blah. But I decided I'm going to go with the Jazz. Team total under 105 and a half. I mean, with this Jazz team, I mean, nearly their nine rotation players are questionable or out. Um, so they just don't have any bodies left. I just don't see how they're going to score. Toronto's also allowing only 107 points per game, and that's against normal NBA rosters. So you have basically a G League roster, and I just don't know how they're going to score. Toronto also plays a very slow pace, 26th in pace. They're going to be able to dictate the flow. Chris, you talked about the long arms and the length that Toronto has in the defensive end. So I really think that the Jazz are going to struggle to score tonight. So I decided after a lot of consideration to take the uh, Jazz team total under instead of the Raptors over. But still think the Raptors over could be a smart play. So Chris and Alex both playing the Raptors 11.5, minus 11.5, and I'm taking the Jazz team total under. The Cavs in Portland tonight to take on the Blazers. Cavs are a six-point favorite in this one. Totals 215.5. Both teams are just 1-4 in their last five games, but both have also dealt with players being out. Cavs are nearly back to full strength. Blazers, though, still without Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr. It looks like Cody Zeller will be going tonight, but he was questionable for most of the day. Alex, give us your pick in this one. Well, if you've watched the show at all before, I think it's pretty obvious what I'm going to do. Cavaliers minus six, minus whatever. I'm going to go and probably play some alt spreads just before game time as lineups are kind of, you know, set in stone a little bit more. 
Portland, as we talked about on the show, terrible as an underdog. I think covering that less than 40% rate as an underdog, especially at home. Just getting too much credit for this. The lineup is pretty rough, even when everybody's playing. They're going against a Cleveland team that has been great, like you said. Just about everyone is back tonight. This just looks, this has Cavs blowout written all over it for me. So happy to lay six again in a spot where I have this nine before making even more considerations for, you know, kind of how tough Portland's been over the last couple of days. Chris, the Blazers are 12 and 10 at home, but much of that success came early in the season. They're two and nine at home since the start of December. So is it kind of safe just to fade the Blazers whenever they're home? Yeah, the last time we talked about how bad the Blazers are at home, and then they screwed us in that one. But hopefully, you know, hopefully they uh, they don't do that here. You know, um, I I saw this late last night as minus four and a half on, on the Cavs, so I, I snagged that line. But I'll, I'll probably take this one up to seven. I mean, in my power ratings, I have this as minus eight, minus eight and a half. But you you could probably go up on that minus nine. I mean, even double digits. I I like the idea that Alex has of. Of, of taking an alternate spread on this game. For those who don't know, you can take an alternate spread and just so you could say Cavs minus eight, and you'll you'll just get more bang for your buck. You know, probably get some plus money there. Uh, I think that's probably a really good look. I love that the Cavaliers are coming off a loss. That was a tough fought game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, this is going to be an extreme uh, decrease uh, in uh, or uh, devolving in uh, talent here in in Portland. I mean, the Trailblazers can't stop threes. They can't stop twos. They don't rebound well. Uh, they are 30th in so many defensive categories that I, it would take five minutes for me to go over it here. Uh, I, I think I think the Cavaliers are going to expose them in a lot of different ways tonight. I think I think the Cleveland Bigs are going to be able to do whatever they want down low. Uh, there's no way if if this if this doesn't go Cleveland's way, I, it's just one of those zany like full moons and the, you know something weird is going on. I just I love Cleveland in this spot. It's my favorite bet of the day. Um, and I'm going to think about those alt spreads, Alex. Thank you. I don't think about them enough. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I forget about alt spreads. No I'm points. so focused on these lines. Yeah. Uh, one thing we've learned, Alex, from you, don't sell points. Do an alternate spread. Get a little bit more bang for your buck. Yes. Sell Great points. Don't buy points. Yes. Yes. I said that right? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? I just wanted to be clear. I'm, I'm delayed. Now, I'm the one with um, uh, technology issues today. <laughs> Last Friday, it was Chris. This Friday, it's me. We're all over the place. I'll I'm take with next you guys, I'm taking Cavs minus six. Chris, I got them last night at minus four and a half as well. Um, but six is just is great, just the same. Cavs defense ranks third in the NBA behind the Warriors and the Suns. You have Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, fantastic rim protectors. So, I mean, even with Nurkic or Cody Zeller being in, Robert Covington, I don't see them getting a whole lot inside. And they're going to have to chuck up a bunch of threes, that means, which they like to do. And they're shooting 35 percent but the Cavs perimeter defense is also pretty solid so I like to get the Cavs to cover this one uh based on what they have on the defensive end and then the way their offense has played um just throughout the season has been really fantastic so all of us taking the Cavs at minus six tonight in Portland the Atlanta Hawks are in LA to take on the Lakers who are a three-point favorite this totals 230 the Lakers have been on the up and up. I don't know if that's safe to say, but they're back to 500. They won their last three, and they've had the third best offense over the last two weeks. Chris, is minus three an easy cover for a Lakers team over this Hawks team that has a lot of question marks on players tonight? Yeah, you know, we don't like to say a lot of nice things about the Los Angeles Lakers on this <laughs> show, but... Uh, we have to give them some credit here. They've covered four out of five of their last games. They've won four out of five of the last games. Yes, they've been beating up on bad teams, 
But the Hawks right now are kind of a bad team. Uh, Trey Young is injured coming into this one. Don't know if he'll play. He has a lower back contusion, and if you don't know what that means, basically just like a huge bruise on your lower back, which everything he does is going to hurt tonight if he does play. So he's he's not going to be the best version of Trey Young if he does. John Collins and, and Bogdanovich are questionable. It would be a big deal if John Collins can make this game for the Hawks, especially on the defensive end and guarding the rim. But we don't know if he's going to play. It's just it's it's a Hawks team that's all over the place. They're at the tail end of a long road trip, and the Lakers, for what it's worth, this this movement of their roster, especially LeBron James and Malik Monk, uh, they're working off the uh, pick and roll really really well. It's very fluid. You know, it's less Russ taking up the ball and controlling the offense, which is probably a good thing. You know, LeBron James when he finds these journeymen that come to his team, right? They kind of like Alex Caruso before he left. You know, he, he can make them into much better players. And Malik Monk is is thriving in that role with him. So it's, you know, creating a lot of chemistry on the offensive side for him. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see Anthony Davis and how he fits into that when he comes back. Uh, because if you get the bad version of Anthony Davis, then he could just screw the whole thing up. But, yeah, I, I think this is a great spot for the Lakers. They've been at home for a long time. They have the Grizzlies coming to town on Sunday. You know, but they get a little space in between everything. So, Lakers are the only side I can look. I know, I know, we don't love the Lakers on this show, but I think this is this is a great spot for them tonight. Well, the Lakers are eleven and two straight up this season against bottom ten defensive teams this year, and Atlanta's defense is not great. So that could be a good sign for you, Chris. Alex uh, Russell Westbrook had zero assists on Wednesday for the first time all season. He's averaging four point six turnovers. I said assists. I meant turnovers, zero turnovers. 4.26 turnovers on the a game on the season. So give me a number, over under, what's his turnover rate tonight? Over, definitely over. I think we're going to be running around to a lot, a lot of opportunities. The Hawks still have a couple long arms. I don't know. I just want to pick over. I mean, as Chris said, I, I, it's not. It's hard for me to like the Lakers, but if betting teaches you anything, there's always value somewhere. Uh, this is a wager I'm just waiting to make on the Lakers. I think at some point it looks like Trey Young probably will play. I think I heard he went through shoot around earlier. Collins might be in as well. And if one of those guys move in, you know, this line will get a little bit closer and we'll get a better number on the Lakers. I'm happy to play. I'm at a better number with those guys in. If they're announced out and I have to lay five with the Lakers, I'll do that too. Um, just kind of want to see what's going on here. I, I think this is a nice spot for the Lakers, but I think there's a good chance I'm going to get a little better number against a team that's just as easy for them to beat. Um, like you guys said, with the changes in the roster, the way they've been using LeBron, um, a little bit more of as a big guy and a little bit more of as a creator, as bad as an offseason as the Lakers have had, we talked about Malik Monk a little bit on Wednesday. He's been fantastic. I mean, you know, when he was drafted, he was one of the best shooters in the league already from day one. It was just hard for him to find the opportunities and get the you know, get his feet under him. He's been fantastic. And I think he's just going to be a real positive for them and, you know, allows them to get to a little bit of a higher level and probably kind of ruins my bet on the Lakers to miss the playoffs. But as far as tonight goes, I think at some point I'll be laying the points with the Lakers. Hey, you win one tonight, you lose one later on. That's just kind of how the game goes. All right. Well, Chris is playing the Lakers here tonight at minus three over the Hawks. Questions on the Mavs and Rockets game tonight, gentlemen. Any thoughts on your end of uh, what to expect in that game? Alex? This morning I thought about betting the Rockets. At lunch I thought about it again and felt worse about it. Now I don't really like it so much, but I think the Rockets are the right side. The Mavericks, you know, if Kristaps Porzingis is going to be out tonight, if Luka's going to be out tonight, 
there's not much of a Mavericks team left here. And I really like betting the Mavericks, honestly, without Luka. But that was with Kristaps in. They had a much kind of bigger look. They could still do something like that tonight. And the Rockets are terrible. So the Mavericks might win anyway. But I guess I lean Rockets at home, even though yeah, there's better right. bets. The Rockets on, um, what was it, Wednesday? Had them plus seven? Did That's not have Rockets for me this week. Nothing for the Rockets? Was that Chris and, and Josh had the Rockets earlier this week? <laughs> no, I, I had that. That was it. One a week. That's that's good. Oh, that's enough for you. Yes, that's enough um, for me. I'm good. Gotcha. <laughs> Things are are not working um, in my favor. Um, well, I'm just I'm surprised that Kevin Porter Jr. was only suspended one game for what he. I mean, that was kind of crazy, right? So so that was a response game, I guess, for the Rockets. But uh, how much how much more steam can we and motivation can we expect from them moving forward? I don't know. Uh, but Kevin Porter Jr. That was quite a stunt, and it gets a one-game suspension. That That's a great indication of how much of a player's league the NBA is. Yes, very much. I think if I uh, chucked something at my boss, I probably would be kicked off the show. Yeah. And I hope I would. That would be an appropriate response. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, Chris, any thoughts on the Bucks nets game tonight? That's going to be a big one. Yeah. I thought about uh, I thought about taking the Nets initially, and then I remember that Kyrie doesn't play at home. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, oh man. Um, you know, I, I, I liked what I saw for the Nets finishing that game the other night, right? The big comeback win against the Pacers uh, with Kyrie finally getting warm towards the end of that game. But I don't know. You know, the lack of continuity with that team, that has to affect them as the season goes on. There's just so many adjustments, and they've, they've done a pretty good job with that. Um, I'd like to play on the Bucks too, who Giannis, I believe, is playing. Uh, Middleton is playing, but they're missing some guys in the back end. So it's just an uncomfortable bet for me. I think the line is about right. I would, I probably still lean towards the Nets coming off the momentum from their last game, but no play for me on that one. I it, just with all the injuries on the Bucks, kind of throws it up in the air for me. I'm waiting to see when Kyrie gets his vaccine in place because now that he's had a little taste of getting back on the court and feeling what it's like to play again, I could see um, that happening pretty quick. But. We will uh, just kind of sit back and watch this game tonight. No plays on either the Bucks, Nets, or the Raptors and Mavs. But our best bets for today, let's check those out. All of us really liking the Cavs tonight. And um, this Jazz-Raptors game will be very interesting to watch with all the players the Jazz have out. Chris and Alex both taking the Raptors minus 11 and a half. And then Chris, best of luck to you playing on the Lakers tonight. That one uh, will be interesting, but but I think you're on the right side. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thank you for wrapping up your week with us. Be sure to head over to Twitter. Give us all a follow. And uh, we would love it if you'd hit the like and subscribe button on the show here. Get notifications every time we go live, which is Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. And we will look forward to seeing you back here on Monday. Have a good weekend.